Well, Brent is gay and Kaylin's gay and Clark is gay and Brian's gay and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Issue 180. I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I am Brent Wingate. This week, oh, sorry, we are uh, doing issue 180. Um, this week, we've got a glimpse into the hot new looks for the X-Men attending the Hellfire Gala. Captain America is getting a lot gayer. The Guardians of the Galaxy and Sword are going to war. And there's a new Predator in town. Clark's got something. Watch out. And, of course, a bunch of issues. So uh, the big news this week is the uh, looks for the Hellfire Gala, which, as its name suggests, is basically like the Marvel version of the real-life Met Gala. And it's set to play, take place this June across multiple books in the X-Men storyline as well as a special-sized, si special one-shot, planet-sized X-Men. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go through all the looks right now. So if you have a computer, go to the Entertainment Weekly website or Google EW Hellfire Gala. That's uh, the Entertainment Weekly website to follow along with what the fuck we're talking about. Um, the article's entitled, See How the X-Men Glow Up for Marvel's Versions of the Met Gala, which is what I just said. <laughs> All right, so the plant size X-Men will be drawn by Pepe Larraz and the newly minted uh, Marvel superstar who illustrated both the House of X miniseries that kicked off the era of Krakoa and the bookend issues of the recent Ten of Swords event. Uh, but in order to see, conceive like cool new designs for the X-Men's high fashion, Marvel actually tapped another superstar artist, uh, Russell Dowderman, who drew much of Jason Aaron's recent and much beloved Thor run including designing the female version of Thor, who will soon be played by Natalie Porton in Taikai with TV's Love and Thunder. All right, so we're going to go through a bunch of looks. I want to get your, your Fashion Police hot takes. Uh, the category is Gaga for Gala. Woo! First up, her dress is cumulonimbus, but her hair is her, fuck. Her hair is, <laughs> I, I wear that one. Not yes. so easy to be RuPaul, is it, Brent? <laughs> It is, Joan it is, Rivers is rolling over in her grave right now. RuPaul has 15 people writing jokes for her. I did this on the fly, so I'm not going to hate myself. Her, <laughs> I wish hair you would. Is, her hair is cumulonimbus, but her dress is Givenchy. It's Storm. Woo! Guys, what do you think of the look? <laughs> well, so it's a beautiful, uh, essentially, it's kind of a little bit of a bodysuit, I'll be honest, but it's got really great golden 80 shoulder pads it's black and gold all over full of lightning beautiful hair and just like a mist cape uh i'm very much in kaylin uh this is the look that uh launched a thousand drag looks including one from our friend casey beyonce who is a local dc drag queen uh i can see this look uh if we get halloween back and miss adams morgan back this year um there's going to be just a ton of gays just like emulating this look it's fabulous Yes, it is simple, but I love the um, the the uh, flourish of her cape actually being a dark storm, like a cloudy storm or stormy mm -hmm. cloud. Excuse me. Um, I, I I think it's lovely. Brent, is that the sound of thunder, or are those ass cheeks clapping too? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Was that one just knew that you had to like redeem yourself? Yeah, <laughs> that's when she turns on the runway on the way back. I love that. Yes, that's when we do when they do the that twice through. That's what they come up with. <laughs> okay. Ryan, 
Um, I actually, I, I'm, she looks great in whatever she does, but for her queen status, quite literally, I was expecting a little bit more, honestly, like the clouds look a little bit like you ever just take a bunch of cotton balls and then like, you can just add lights to it. And it looks like you can add a, uh, like a cloud in your room. It's like a do it yourself thing. Like, that's exactly what it looks like. I was just expecting a little bit more, some embellishments. I don't know. I don't. Does it look great? Absolutely. And like, honestly, whatever she wears will be killer. But like, I was expecting slightly more. Do you know, this reminds me of the never ending story. It has the never is like, you know, the black and then like the electricity and everything. And then we have Falcor flying on top. Yeah. And then yeah. you see on the side, you've got like the two different heads. It reminds me entirely of like the, the Southern Oracle um, gate that Atreyu has to go through, like the Sphinx gate. It, it's freakishly similar. And all I can think of when I see it is that movie now, which I love. Adam? Um, yeah, my last hit is just the heels, though. I will, uh, Ryan, I do agree with you. I wish there was a bit more around like the body area, but I love the bangles on her for her neck, for her arms. And those heels are are very fucking killer. Um, I would love to break my ankles on them. All right, moving on. Not a girl, not yet a Marvel woman, Miss Jean Grey. Ooh. So she's currently wearing a uh, also a bodysuit, but with a lower back cape. Uh, it's all green, uh, and you know she stole this outfit from a guard at the Emerald City, Kaylin. <laughs> Uh, because this week was St. Patrick's Day, uh, Teresa Cassidy, a.k.a. Siren, yeah. called, and she wants her look back. <laughs> Entirely. Yes. Literally pissed. I mean, I, it almost has shamrocks there. It, this is bullshit. I call bullshit. Ryan? I, I would almost like if, uh, if Banshee shows up and she's wearing, like, a modified version of Marvel Girl's outfit of just, like, the sluttiest short skirt ever with, like, shamrocks all the fuck over it and incorporating red. And she's wearing a red wig or some I, shit. I, because be, she, she inevitably just took everything that Banshee is right here. And it, it almost you just mean, kind yeah. of already yeah. looks like a Banshee's uh, a guy. super what? No, no, Brent. Banshee. I mean, whoever. I no, I agree with that, Ryan. It should be Banshee. Banshee. It should be Don <laughs> come in said what he as said, Marvel Kayla. Girl and just oh, decimate oh, her. Uh, hey, are we not queer on this? Oh, <laughs> someone can't wear a dress? Come on. No, we're supporting uh, it. Yeah, I think her her complexion is autumn, her outfit is spring, but we all know that deep down what she really wants is a summer on her. Oh, that's good. Wow. That's good. God damn it. Oh, God. God. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will. Uh, I think you guys booted it enough that I, I definitely agree. Uh, I do like the back and the cape. I think that works out really well. I just think the front doesn't give me as much uh, dimension as I would. Like, she does actually have. Actually, I take that back. She does have dimension because, like, her thighs look great. Um, I just wish there was a little bit more on the front than just like green leggings kind of idea. But the cape and that back cut is is phenomenal. Moving on, Minotaur, Griffin, Cyclops. <laughs> so Cyclops is currently wearing a Demolition Man type outfit. It's uh, very V in the torso, blue, giant yellow X across his chest with an enormous, enormous red visor. Kalen. 
Okay, I know this one's going to be controversial, but I really like it because it's giving me Klaus Nomi realness. Uh, for those who don't know, Klaus Nomi was an 80s uh, synth pop German artist who just had this like very like um, V-shaped uh, uh, like oblong outfit with like a little bow tie. Um, and so I'm, I'm super into this. When you said Klaus know. Nomi, all I could think of was Showgirls of Nomi. <laughs> really giving me that vibe yeah (laughs) ryan um i i think uh men's fashion especially like on a runway or something like that is always a little bit tough like if you do anything if you just have a bold color that people are like oh my god that's fashion but like for this i i feel like it's it looks cool and everything but this just looks like another like like outfit they would wear to be superheroing it doesn't look like a like uh like met gala sort of like look it just looks like oh i'm i'm also wearing my superhero costume currently then why did i see billy porter wear this last year (laughs) no that was a giant veil that opened and closed which was amazing (laughs) adam uh well some of uh russell datterman's inspirations were like a streamlined silhouette futuristic soldier vibe i'm definitely getting that i think the most avant-garde element of the look is definitely the visor which is actually yeah. the one thing I don't like. I feel like it's almost too, it's almost too much. I think the gold styling on top is great. It just seems like I was like, God, I feel like I am a judge. I'm like, it's really taking away from his face, and it's like it's almost too much red. I'm like a little less <laughs> red. <laughs> Brent, uh, sorry, Clark. Actually, no, I'm just saying I can't g- get into it just because of the X not cur- not fully connecting. Like something about it just emotionally <laughs> destroys me. My OCD just wants to punch him in the face so hard it makes me so mad. <laughs> Look at that hey, blue that's just like collecting around. No, I hate it. It's I art. Know. It's style. It's no, no, fashion. No. Well, it's, it's fashion that makes me want to kill. <laughs> As all good fashion does. That's right. <laughs> fashion makes me want to die. That's like that's the contrast <laughs> with me and Clark. But uh, what I liked about it also is the the collar. I think like whenever Cyclops goes back to like you know mm. you know Pret-a-Porter daywear. Like, I think uh, the collar should stay. And I've always been more of a fan of whenever Cyclops doesn't have a full cowl. Like, show off that beautiful head of hair, Scott. Keep it going. Personally, I would advise... Sorry, Clark? This looks like something Havoc would wear. Get in your visor joke now. Get in your visor (laughs) joke now. I I would add visor not to wear this outfit to the gala. Uh, I was going to say, am I seeing double? Yes. Those are both ash cheeks fully displayed on the back end. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one, Kaylin, and then we're moving on. Uh, Joan Rivers hasn't like, isn't rolling over in her grave. She got resurrected by the five, like for all these like <laughs> damn jokes. Yes. She, she's all right. Back from the future to steal your man, Rachel Summers. So she's got, uh, she's got her pet, wolf dog thing on a braid of hair while she is wearing a full red bodysuit with uh, replete with spikes on her shoulders, spikes on her heels, and spikes all around her head. Kaylin. Alexander McQueen came back from the dead to design this because I definitely saw this in the Bad Romance video 11 years ago. But you know what? I'm still here. I'm still here for it. It looks great. Rachel has never looked better. Uh, now, if, Ryan, what Ryan? What do you think of the first Scream Queen to make an appearance? <laughs> um, uh, I this just looks like an angry 
pin cushion and I don't like it. Um, it looks dumb. Um, also, I don't, I, I hate to directly reference drag race in general, but literally this is vivacious on the runway and also Shangela on the runway at some point, both of them literally had this look. Um, so, it's so weird. Were- it's weird. And I don't like it. And it, it, and I, if I, if I get near it, I feel like it's going to hurt me. I don't like this. How is she going to dance? If you were mind controlled and oh. being a murderer when you were younger and you decided to wear an outfit 10 years later, would you wear the outfit that you did when you were a murderer? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're Clark. You're totally right. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw this is like, we just spent multiple issues and different runs of constantly digesting the fact that she wants to move on from this. And I think there's an ownership to it, but I do think it's a bit, it just feels off for me in that regard. Cause this is such a moment in time for her. That seems painful that I guess uh, fashion is pain as we've been talking about, but I'm just not buying it as much as Leah Williams wanted uh, to, I think, because, you know, Russell and her worked on the, the outfit together. Kaylin. No, I think she's uh, reclaiming that part of her past. It's like, yes, it was painful, but it was who she was. And she has decided to put it out there rather than have somebody put it on her. Uh, I think it's very empowering. I think she looks great. Uh, I'm loving the warwolf on the leash. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm in the minority here, but I think (laughs) think it's fierce. I do want to know whose hair is that? (laughs) That's a way. She's been cutting them over time, like building that up month after month kind of thing. That's yeah, the murder. why not That's make her hair spikes too you know just make everything spikes i hate it sorry kaylin i i agree with you amazing baby isn't just the name of her pet it's how she's doing um so <laughs> i like i was looking at reddit and someone said that the uh the war wolf was ornatia <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is Moving on. Oh, hallelujah. Answering your prayers, it's Angel. All right, so he's got, he's uh, open chest wearing a high waist uh, white pants. Uh, He's got a blue jacket that has a a unique pattern on the inside of the coat. And he's got a gold uh, chain link uh, necklace that holds the sides of his blazer together. What do you guys think? Uh, this isn't this is like this is just a hot person wearing some drapes Mm -hmm. i'm not a big (laughs) fan of this i think it's very lazy i do like the inside designs the little x's underneath his like coat but it's i just think it's like it's actually weirdly also not that great fitting um i know that he was looking uh russell was looking more towards like human clothes and making sure he was like the businessman and i guess this like is the businessman in heaven but i just i'm not gonna be thinking about this the next morning. Clark? This is something he wear if he's going to some hippie event. Like, this would be shorter shorts, yeah. but like Coachella. This right. is like the outfit that someone would wear if they were going to approach you about their tech yoga company. <laughs> uh, Ryan. <laughs> no, crystals really do heal, is what he says. But um, yeah. it's, uh, it, uh, it feels, okay, so literally Harry Styles wore this exact look at the Grammys just recently, but it was in all black leather, but it's literally high-waisted, a weird jacket, like a businesswoman that doesn't wear it on her arms. Like, it looks exactly like what he just looked like. Um, uh, but I'm into it, <laughs> but I like it a lot. <laughs> Kaylin. 
This is probably my least favorite look um, for everything that y'all have said. It just seems a little lazy. Like Warren, Warren seems more high fashion to me. Um, and he's just like, it feels like he isn't trying. I think it would have been better, not great, but better if the pant legs were more tailored yeah. slash tapered. The flare plus like the high waist plus the no shirt plus the semi cape, just eh, it's a bad combo. Uh, but the good news is in the snatch game, Angel was wonderful. So I think he should yeah. be safe for this. Yeah. <laughs> so the runway doesn't matter. Yeah. Exactly. No. Yeah. Well, RuPaul's Drag Race always favors the more beautiful participants. <laughs> Angel's um, a very fishy queen. Yeah, Angel's very fishy. All right, continuing. Uh, she puts the alpha in alphabet and the M in OMG. It's M. All right, so her outfit is a... It's a white and red tank with uh, see-through bell bottoms uh, that are black and a huge uh, set of red spikes on the top of her head. Uh, Clark, what do you think? Kaylin was just talking about like empowering by like bringing up your own past and dealing with and reckoning with it. This is how you do it without making it seem like you're a psychotic monster. <laughs> has a fucking baby on a leash. Just like you were a child on a leash, she has a baby on a fucking leash. It's crazy. That is not, I'm, I'm going back and hating on that one. Anyways, M does it well. She's got her spikes. She's beautiful as shit. She, and she's both as a character and as her actual persona now, she is taking over this form of penance as well as M, which I certainly approve of. And I, yeah, head, sure. headdress amazing. Oh, well, I mean, well said because it's like she could have gone like super blue and just been like, I have three heads for all the twins I've engulfed <laughs> at one point. Like she could have gone <laughs> real crazy with it. And I like that it's simple, but also, um, but also she's so rich and she's always fashion forward that like this look, I feel like she just owned anyway. She was like, Oh, there's a gala coming up, I guess. I suppose I'll put this on. Like, like she already owned this. And I love that for her. Kaylin. If you had told me um, somebody put biker shorts ne uh, connected to uh, harem pants, I would have been like, this is terrible. But on her, it works. Uh, <laughs> it's gorgeous. She's fierce. Uh, the headpiece, uh, to Clark's point, I think looks wonderful. It is definitely uh, very uh, eye-catching. And it's a great conversation piece, I think, too. Um, it's M. She's amazing. Um I one day hope I'm beautiful and rich enough to stand with such a great sideways hip. Uh, she looks phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I really, that headpiece definitely makes the outfit. Overall, it fits her really well in general. And I really actually like the top more than I Yeah. Rather than I, the bell bottoms um, or the harem. Yeah. I but, think this might be, well, to me, this is the most wearable outfit. Or just, it seems like something I could actually see in the real world that someone would wear without it being at the biggest <laughs> event ever created kind of thing. Listen also, here, Adam, you are that beautiful, by the way. I did think, Clark, I thought you were going to say, of all the outfits, this is the one that I would wear. The Like, you were, like, ready to pick <laughs> Number two. All right, all right. But I, I think you're, but this is, right. this is fanciful business. This is fanciful nope, nope. business. I love it. You're wrong. The next one is. All right. For queen and country... Uh, for Queen and Country, it's Captain Britain. Uh, Betsy Braddock originally appropriated a Japanese body. Now she's appropriating <laughs> Japanese culture. Um, she's currently got a what if what if Britain colonized Sailor Moon outfit. <laughs> 
Ryan. I can't. Bitch, like, I completely agree. Like, once again, why do you have to be the Gwen Stefani of the X-Men universe? Like, why are you Harajuki <laughs> it up? Like, just stop. Also, like, uh, there's you're British too. There's stuff with that. Maybe do something. I don't. I'm so over it. And just because you throw a, a a flag on something or a fag at something does not make it like like different. And oh god, I hate this one. Also, what's that red face? Anyway, next, Kaylin. So I actually like Kaylin. the red face. I, th- I think the makeup mm-hmm. uh, looks really lovely, as does her hair. The outfit. Uh, it leaves a little bit to be desired. I don't hate it necessarily, but now all I can think of is her being a colonizer, uh, which she <laughs> literally is uh, from her culture. It does, however, remind remind me of her, her first uh, costume when she was in the X-Men with the kind of the flowy uh, drapey sleeves. So like, you know, That's props nice. to her recognizing her past. You know, in like a horror movie when some like some someone's body cavity is like huge and it starts cracking open and like it cracks in chunks and then you see all like the gore. That's what it reminds me of. It looks like her stomach, a chest has been ripped open, ripped open and just gore is ready to come out. That's all I see. I, I am a neck up. It's beautiful. I agree with you, Kaylin. I really like the red paint. I love her hair. I think that's so cool to give her so much volume up top and the flowers. I think it's a great look. Once you start going lower, she just looks like some weird, like dirty old maid, and I don't like it. <laughs> okay, for those are those one. are butterflies, by the way, not flowers. <laughs> All right, that's so, dust. That's pink uh, dust in the house. For the next queen, look but don't touch. Touch but don't like. It's Rogue. She's wearing, <laughs> she's wearing a shoulder pad uh, crop top with a huge ass collar and a white lining, and then she's got some tight-ass uh, leggings, all of this in uh, a very deep green. Uh, Kaylin. So I don't think this look is high fashion, but at the same time, I really do like it. Um, because, <laughs> well, well, one, Rogue looks best when she's got a kind of an 80s look to her. I think uh, her look in the 90s and the aughts was just kind of eh. Um, like even the animated series costume, I didn't really love the one that Jim Lee designed. This though, I mean, it's just giving me dynasty realness uh, with a little bit of working girl uh, uh, attitude. It's, I think it's great. Ryan. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Like this was my favorite one, actually. Uh, the only change that it would maybe do is like uh, the, her pants look is so iconic. And like that is who Rogue is and with like a short jacket and stuff like that. But I would add like a giant fun train with this too. Mm-hmm. So like I think that would make it almost like she's still wearing pants. She's still who she is, but like make it sort of like an evening gown thing. I think that would be super fun for this because I, I really do like this look. And it's like in it really is her updated, which I like. It's cool. I would have liked to see it with different lacing. The totally different color green is very strange to me. I thought it was tattooing at first. Mm. And I think ditch the sunglasses and I'm sold. I just don't like them at all. Yeah, no, Clark, I think maybe white and yellow might have picked, yeah. pick white or yellow. Like there needs to be more contrast, but I, I'm glad we all agree. Cause I do, I think it's a great retro, but also progressive outfit. I'm a big, I don't like rogues like original looks, but I think this is such a good interpretation and making it more uh, contemporary Brent. Um, I do like this look. I like the white interior on the upper part of her jacket 
Um, but I kind of wish that there was something more to her gloves because uh, that's what I think of when I think mm. of Rogue. Um, that's and good, yeah. Maybe something white. She needs to match those that's two. Been done before. Yeah. yeah. Little red, a little. Those like Louboutins. Like those, those are just store bought Louboutins. I don't want to see those <laughs> on the Met Gala. <laughs> all right. Next, all grown up, it's Kate Pride. Uh, apparently, she's phasing between two outfits. Uh, it's uh, a half of a jacket uh, that's like a, a large trench coat that's deep red, and then a lighter, frilly sundress that's uh you know also cute i guess all of this outfit looks like it comes from the uh queen amidala horseback riding collection uh adam what do you think this is a this is a real boot for me i think there's too much going on i like because there's two boots <laughs> it, looks, it looks like she has boots on her arms though too so there's really four boots like i think if, if you like if you gave me like a, a split four ways of her body and outfit like each of the quadrants i would enjoy but when you put them together, it's it's just not it's not giving me the fantasy I'm really looking for. Um, but I do like her hair up. I do think it's a cool look and kind of a toss back to her like more ninja characteristics or her you know learning uh, martial arts and things like that. So I respect her like coming in more like a warrior rather than like the young teenager she used to be. But it's it's just not I'm not feeling it, Kaylin. I feel like this is like a, a good uh, mix between like Stella McCartney and Wh Vivian Westwood, like two like uh, fashion designers that I have a lot of respect for. Um, but I really, really love this because it feels like a very high fashion couture version of her current outfit in Marauders. And I, I actually want to see this go on. Like this is a, this is a red carpet look, but this should be an everyday look. Uh, Cause it's a lot better than, you know, her Sergeant Pepper coat that she's been wearing <laughs> for the last like 18 issues of Marauders. Fair enough. Ryan. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's like the, the best outfit, but I, I do. I, I kind of just like it in terms of like, I like your idea of like making it her permanent outfit. Um, it, you see this a lot in fashion of like, look, I have two dresses that have been sewn together and you're like, great. <laughs> okay, cool. But uh, and you know fashion, bro. Yeah, I don't. Um, I wear like different colored sweaters every single day. But um, but my favorite part of this is like the X with the bullet in it, like just the, that small little detail. I was yeah. I, that that made me. Uh, I that was my favorite part. Just like really, it's so different and super fun. I I also like it's not just that it has the bullet. It's it's the bullet and the X is diamond. So it's yeah. Emma Frost's connection. You know. Helping her. Oh yeah, that's great. Because they're friends now. Well, yeah. she she was talking to her as she went through the the bullet. The bullet went through the earth. I'm glad you guys all like this. I just love the phase. I just did remind me of whenever I am like late deciding to do a costume and then just Google something I have in my house to see what other stuff I can put together. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, here's a random character, and I'm like, oh, what other things throughout their history can I just shove on me? This just seems like she's shoved it's, 18 different versions of little tiny things about herself onto her body. And I'm like, shit, I'll go like this. It's a version of fashion that says no wrong answers. Okay. Uh, last, but certainly the most, Miss Ice Almighty, it's Emma <laughs> Frost. She is dressed uh, in the skin of a the abominable snowman. And there's an X cut out right where her tits are. She, of course, has the famous hat of the ice poke. Um, and it's very clearly nude underneath. Uh, Kaylin, what do you think of the ice cream? 
Well, one, Emma Frost is my favorite X character of all time. And I have a lot of feelings about these outfits and I'm not really sure how positive or negative they are, but it feels like it's Jane Fonda and Barbarella going into Beyonce, going into J-Lo circa 1999 of the VMAs. Right. Uh, I like I like the first outfit a lot. Um, I think the the fur, I hope it's faux fur because, you know, I'm, I'm against animal cruelty. But like the X coming out of it is wonderful. And I really do like the headpiece. The first reveal is a little underwhelming. Uh, I mean, she looks great in everything. Oh, yes, but I was we, we've, got our, we've got our first reveal, which is her... <laughs> uh, which is something that was going to be part of the process, but she's got I'm two sorry. storks that are coming out of the side of her head. Uh, <laughs> she's wearing white V's all over, uh, and it's basically a onesie um, with, to show off her white boots. So, Caitlin, yeah. what were you saying? I was just saying, it just it's, I expect more from Emma. It just seems a, a little lazy. So her reveal, she just said Three outfits is lazy. <laughs> Why yeah, just jump in one challenge. Looks. Everyone had the same assignment. They just didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, All right. So there's also a third outfit. We'll just go to that as well. Because <laughs> I thought we could have that one as a reveal. But Emma Frost has a third look. She well, is all diamond. She is uh, uh, a beaded dress for days. It's ropes. It's the side boob. Uh, there is nothing holding this together except for determination and telekinesis. I mean, right. I, so, Kaylin, why don't you finish your thoughts on that dress? Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, I uh, I didn't realize you were going like step by step. Um, but yeah, this is very, as I said before, very J Lo circa nineteen ninety nine, which is a fine look. I mean, it's Emma; she looks fierce in everything. But I mean, when we saw her during uh, House of X and Powers of Ten, when she walked into that tribunal to get Sabretooth away from you know the human jury and judge. Like that look was amazing. And like, that was just like an everyday look. Like I would, I was expecting so, so much more than, uh, than what I'm expecting here. What, than what, what we're seeing here. It's just, it's good, but it's not great. Ryan. Kaylin, I, I don't think you have to feel bad in terms of animal cruelty for the first one, because that was actually a Wendigo. So I oh, think it'll be, yeah, I think fine. honestly, yeah. So like, who cares? Yeah. Honestly, Alpha, like, go to waste. I don't think go to Alpha waste. Flight worked directly with uh, Jumbo Except, to get that together. Um, yeah. When those are was, humans though. So that actually makes me feel <laughs> worse. Al- no, 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 no. These were full bread. <laughs> Some reason, uh, when oh, full bread. <laughs> trust me. This hey, should... trust me. They were full bread. Um, because I like, I do like the looks. I think this is, uh, I think they purposely knew that they had to do something extra with Emma. And I think every execution is pretty, pretty great. I kind of wonder though, because in the very first look with the big fur, she has, uh, it's just her, she's not powered up in her second, uh, like uh, ice form or whatever. And so I wonder if the transformation and the sort of like look change when she like changes her uh, skin and whatever, like the rest of the outfit changes too, like almost like three times or, or like twice, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it, I'd be interested to see on how this moves a little bit more and just how like she fucking like get, like you, I'm sure it's a big reveal. Cause she's like, just saying like, and also a few announcements and then does this like twice. I would love to see it. Right. 
Brad? Brad. Uh, yeah, the first look actually uh, was the one that made me the maddest because it definitely oh. looks like that RuPaul's Drag Race. They're putting a thing reveal. over their outfit so you can tell <laughs> there's going to be some big reveal. <laughs> but the other reason I hated it was because I feel like there are a lot of uh, Emma Frost outfits that are very uh, sexualizing and this one fits right in that group where it's like it's very sexualizing and yet somehow still not sexy it 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 just having this huge x cut out in the white fur it looks stupid and is just meant to show cleavage i I hate it as a fashion choice clark i'm gonna play kaylin's game where i think it's her like throughout all the years of her teaching and everything like that they've always been like wow your tits out all the time blah 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 you know they make fun of her and all this stuff this is basically saying look everything is clothed but my tits is it i enjoy the fact that it's the exact opposite it's like you're making fun of these things well this is all you're going to see for this first outfit and this isn't there's no reveal going on these are different outfits she's gonna wear at different times i don't know her night holding her if there's a magic reveal between two different shoes and suddenly that her tops on when the top isn't on in that one I don't know what new but ass reveal reveal pictures working with. She look at the be- fucking pictures. I I will just quickly say that for the first outfit, when I think of Met Gala, which I know the Hellfire Gala is like recreating, that I think is actually a very Met Gala outfit. I like the other two. I think they're actually too small because Met Gala is like. I think Ryan, what you were saying earlier. There's more there need there's more need for train there's more need for like real big everything and I think out of all of the out of all the outfits we've seen today like even though it, I don't think it's necessarily as flattering as it could or should be just because it's like a giant Wendigo skin tossed on top of her with their titties parking out I do think it like I could see that on the carpet and be like people would still say who fucking knows I guess I liked it or maybe I hated it but it would that's something that I would remember uh from all of these i think and i think it's actually is the best one of the three because the other ones are like good like dresses at award shows or outfits at award shows but like i'm just like that fucking like ice queen crown i'm like okay bitch she's got it kaylin do you you yeah no go ahead clark no my only the only comment i had was that the three costumes are on three different comics so x-force has one Way of X has another, Marauders, Marauders has the third. So she's going to wear each one of these in a different issue. Yep. Um, I agree again, uh, just going back to the first look. Um, I, I really do love it because um, I like Clark's point about how she's reclaiming something that's part of her past. But also I like the volume of the look because it goes against the grain of what you expect from Emma. Because Emma has got, you know, the most immaculate body. She's serving body, yaddy, yaddy all the time that like hope having something that's like a little bit like covering that i think there's something really kind of cool and unexpected the second look is probably my least favorite even though i dunked on the third the most because this is essentially just um a kind of like a business outfit on top of some underwear like it's just (laughs) business it's like it's it's a little it's a it's like business up top and not quite party but on the bottom like i, I don't know like it's just it, the more i look at it the more i hate it Adam? i was gonna quickly say it's also slightly ill-fitting because you can see the inside of her cleavage but you can't see the outside which i find very peculiar <laughs> it's like i just picture they're very sharp and i feel like they wouldn't give her as much dimension as they could or should uh brent 
Yeah, so kind of wrapping up the segment a little bit, um, you know, quickly, what do you think your favorite looks were, your least favorite? If you were attending this event, what designer would you like, uh, you know, to design your outfit? And, you know, kind of, are you more excited about uh, this event, which, you know, kind of seems like it could be blah, but with these fashion looks for me, they seem like outfits that you would possibly see at a Met Gala. And I kind of like that there's a mix of good and bad. Let's start with you, Ryan. Um, yes, this is faggotry at its most. And I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's all over the top. Literally, they're like, we should dress up. And then everyone just ran with it. That's queer culture. And I appreciate it a lot. It's um, Emma is my favorite um, right after Rogue, just because she put in the effort. I mean, she did a lot. Um, I also, I, this is I, this is a little bit of an update for Clark. Um, I just received a text message from um, Lady Mastermind. And the first two looks are actually just um, mirages that she's going to reveal for later. Uh -huh. um, and, then, and then her last look, what, and that's it. So just be prepared for that. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Caitlin. Caitlin. So uh, I think my favorite is Rachel's because I was completely drawn to it. I think um, just the high fashion take on her hound outfit just gave me all kinds of life. My least favorite was Angel because it just looked sloppy and I expected a little bit more, even though my, I think my biggest disappointment was Emma's. It wasn't the worst. It was just my biggest disappointment. And if I had to get a designer to design an outfit for me, uh, I would want Christian Siriano who y'all may remember won season four of uh, Project Runway, is, is an amazing designer himself. Uh, he's gay. Uh, his looks are just so like my style. Uh, that's what I'd want. Uh, I can go. I, my favorite was actually probably Ice Queen Emma. I think it's the most, like I said, if we're really setting ourselves up for the reality of like a Met Gala, Gala-esque thing, I think she's definitely like a clear standout. Um, I think my least favorite is probably Angel. It's the laziest. Kate's in close second, but I do appreciate the additional critiques you all provided because I was like, oh, okay. There's a lot of the, there's a lot of details and finesse to Kate's that I like that aren't in. There's nothing in Angel's besides he's a hot businessman, and I and I'm not about that life. Um, and oh, if someone was gonna design my outfit, it'd be uh, J. Cruz line of standard t-shirt sizes and sweaters like Ryan said before. <laughs> Can I have one go back on who sure. would do my outfit? It would be whoever does on Drag Race those weird pleather outfits that are just skin tight and they always look crazy and they have like weird hanging off mm -hmm. things. I Whoever does that, uh, sign me up. Banana Republic. That. Give me tentacles <laughs> and weird sex things, please. That's Banana Republic outlet. Yes. I'll be shopping there this weekend. Uh, my favorite is M's outfit. Um, I like the fact that she's wearing a ponytail and that's daring going to the gala that way. <laughs> I like everything else. <laughs> Who would do such a thing? So much so drama. <laughs> Ariana Grande. She's got this huge spike hat and then like, oh, that's my nice little ponytail going on. Um, I don't know. I just like everything about it. And my least favorite is um, a good old culturally appropriating piece of shit. In this case, Elizabeth Braddock doing her geisha, not, not even her Gucci girl mm -hmm. nonsense. Couldn't stand it. It makes me want to throw up. And I don't like the fact that her chest is ripping open and all her gore is coming out, as I said. <laughs> and who I want to design my outfit 
is um, Ivanka Trump, but like all the clothes that are out in the dumpster out back because they're not sold. So I just like dive in and hope for the best and get the worst. <laughs> all right. Uh, mine, I think, would be um, my favorite is Storms. Uh, I just love how big her hair is. That, that look for me is great. It's really simple, but captures a lot about her. My least favorite is also Betsy Braddock's. It just looks like a mess. I'm, I'm very disappointed with her look. Uh, and I don't know any fashion designers, so I can't have any of them, uh, you know, design my outfit. Oh, uh, we I guess know, I'll just Brad. show up as we is. Know. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Do you think her <laughs> ribbons are just <laughs> monster legs? I, it's do, really do, 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 do. Do 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 do. I think that it's I think I'm hearing flash. a news flash. I'm hearing a news flash. So <laughs> it's we're a gonna news do a flash. News flash. It's the slowest news flash ever. But it's actually gonna be really quick. So really quickly, um, Marvel for Pride Month, they're introducing the first LGBTQ Captain America ever. Uh, a young man named Aaron Fisher who is doing uh, his best Dexy's Midnight Runners cosplay. And he's described as the Captain America of the railways. Um, <laughs> I think we've lost Clark. Um, that's the but, dumbest thing ever. I mean, not the gayness. That's good, but um, I, I'm I'm glad that there is going to be a gay Captain America. But that outfit leaves, considering we just spent like the last half an hour talking about fashion. Whew, ain't great, Brent. I know it's not super commonly known but it it kind of makes me uncomfortable that the gay captain america is also like running the railways because of the history of hobo culture yes. and predating on young boys and the stereotypes associated with homosexuals and uh living in an isolated life uh it just seems like an odd choice a weird combination and a way of just kind of distancing captain america from today to you know, make it so that you don't really actually have to like consider current gay issues. You can just go back to the old well of like, remember when people were homophobic in the past. He, he looks like it's Clark. 1907. Uh, number two, um, a red bandana means he's into fisting, folks. Yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna kink shame here. Th I'm just thank saying, you. we're thank you for not saying like he's a 16 year old teen Captain America that is into fisting um, who all, deals hangs out on the railroad <laughs> um, I, I like the fact that they're it's making tough. a gay Captain America character but everything else about it is bad <laughs> let's just say he's gonna be a penny on the track at some point let's just say that and move on <laughs> because it's, because because a train is gonna run on him <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad nobody made a caboose joke. Okay, we're moving on. We're moving on. Choo -choo. So yeah. let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as we know, Al Ewing uh, basically owns all of space in the Marvel Universe. Uh, and he's got a, uh, a new era called the New Age of Space, uh, where he's going to have Guardians of the Galaxy fight Sword. Uh, it's almost inevitable that these two teams would come into con uh, uh, conflict with each other. As you guys remember from the coda of Empire last year, uh, where Teddy, uh, when he took over the, the Shriek Crawl, uh, the Shriek Crawl Alliance, excuse me, um, uh, uh, had the, uh, had Sword come in and, you know, try to help him as everything was falling apart. I'm sure this will be leading up to that. So very, very excited about all of this. 
Yeah. Brent? Yeah, I mean, it feels like there's fertile ground for real conflicts, so that it's not just some bullshit. We wanted to put these two teams together. And I think going ahead and saying that, yeah, Magneto is going to be at the helm of this makes it a little bit higher stakes. You know, he's got this, you know, a much stronger opinion than I think a lot of other characters would and how sword is going already. I'm pretty, uh, I feel pretty good about like where this will end up. Adam. I was going to say this works out really well. Cause especially with the issue we'll talk about later of sword, it's like, there's a lot about snark war. And besides the fact that it's the stupidest fucking name for war I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm also like, where is this going? And so I'm really excited that there's been like, and we're reading current titles that obviously lead up to this. And I, I do think there'll be a lot of uh, cool. I've, I'm interested because there's obviously like no complete definition of what the tension between Magneto and Nova might be, which is kind of what's being identified. Um, so I'm excited to see what they'll they'll do uh, and what the fallout of Snark War is or what we'll even learn about it besides that it's always seemingly happening in the background as a buildup towards something, Ryan. Yeah, I mean... For, for me, it's it's very, like, Guardians of the Galaxy are always, like, super powerful, but they're a bit of dum-dums. So, like, I feel like S.W.O.R.D. is just going to own them. And it's so obvious right now. So, yeah, that, that's my prediction, personally, for this this team-up, or not team-up, I should say. Kayla? I will say the Snark War stuff has been probably the most interesting to me in, in the background of S.W.O.R.D. and Guardians of the Galaxy, because the whole idea of, like, a war of succession where it's not clear who is taking over that like uh, the history nerd in me just fucking loves that stuff. So very, very excited about it. All right. I, oh, I don't trust the solicitation at all. I, I did, when you guys put this in news, I was like, this isn't news. This is just going to be them saying something big is going to happen. And it's not, I mean, it could easily be, but the solicitations are usually just fake out lies all the time. Anything can be news if it's new, you yeah. know, Ooh, Adam. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. So last bit of news. Uh, Marvel is launching a new Predator title uh, by Ed Brisson, who you probably remember from a bunch of the X titles and New Mutants most recently, and artist Kev Walker. Uh, I'm sure this will be a competently written and beautifully drawn book, but uh, I generally don't love licensed uh, characters in comics. Um, I may check out like a couple of issues, but... Um, I'm not terribly excited about it. What do you guys think? I mean, when you put this in the news, all I said was, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My fandom ended with Alien versus Predator 2 Requiem or whatever the fuck it was called. You made it that far? I liked that. No, I always, I actually have, I've seen, Jesus. I've actually seen the first Predator and I've only seen the ending of the second Predator. And I maybe Whoa. played the Nintendo game when it came out, but the first I do is like, really good. I do like Predator as a yeah. as an overall franchise and alien kind of species, but I'm with you, Kalen, where it's like, unless it's going to tell it's like an ongoing story in its own world, I don't like when licensed properties get some additional content that won't really lead anywhere, which I, I really don't think this will, because they've never really built out Predator as like a full universe. It's just sort of like a usable tool, essentially, to tell a story. Uh, Brent? Well, I think that's actually like a virtue because you know monsters that we've created in the past four decades are starting to have enough built around them to where they're kind of like you know the same type of monster as say zombies or frankenstein uh frankenstein's monster where it's like okay we're telling a story about uh some part of the predator universe and i think there's 
tons of ground where you could develop really rich, complicated stories. Understanding, of course, that if this is just like, hey, we've got a Predator movie that we're planning on releasing in a year and a half. I don't want this to be a stepping stone to like generate some random uh, interest because I don't know how much crossover there is for, uh, you know, huge Predator movie fans and potential Predator comic book readers. It literally, uh, the solicitation literally starts with hunt, kill, repeat. So I'm pretty sure it's not going to really be telling any sort of story we don't already know. But I, I think actually, Brent, you bring up a great point. And I, I actually agree with that. I like, I really like that idea that sooner or later, I mean, it, they won't like run out from a creative license perspective, but I do think of like you bringing that up makes me think of HP Lovecraft and all the like mind flare types or even like D&D, right? There's all these kind of monsters that can show up anywhere in the future that like people will get and understand because they understand this overall mythos, but it's it's means to an end kind of thing of, or it's a way to just, to use them in different stuff. I, I, I like that, that, that pitch. Yeah, we right. just got to wait until the point where we get uh, Abbott and Costello meet Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> I would that watch one, the shit I'll, out of I'll that. I'll finally watch that one, yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Go watch that. Uh, all right, so that wraps up our news, and we're going to turn it over to Clark, who's got something. Watch out. Yeah, so thanks. St. Patrick's Day was yesterday, yes? And today is the start of March Madness. So I was thinking we should do like, like a 36-hour version of our previous <laughs> like nightmare mutant madness fuck fest horror show and instead no. we're not doing that at all we're doing it's, oh, it's irish marvel comics madness fuck show fuck fest um so it's 16 characters i'm gonna knock i'm not gonna give them the name i'm not gonna give them anything i'm just giving them a really strange fact about them and you're gonna choose between the two really strange fact characters until okay. we whittle them all down right. so i'm gonna start off with Number one, okay, for this character, impressed Dazzler so much with their version of Amazing Grace that Dazzler asked him to be the backup singer versus <laughs> the character who is more interested in beer runs and quick cash. Which one wins? Beer runs and quick cash or impressing Dazzler with Amazing Grace? All right, uh, Amazing Grace. Up, up for Amazing Grace. Up for Amazing Dazzler. Grace. Yeah. I, want, okay. yeah, I want beer. Beer and uh, fast cash. Good, I got to rip this page out. Okay, so Ramrod, uh, one of the nasty boys, Patrick Mahoney was, was that one. He was also deported after the government determined he was an illegal immigrant and he can make wood grow at a fantastic rate. Mm -hmm. hmm. All right, now skill. we're doing, I must have the person's name, a character who was tricked by a villain twice into throwing a baby off a building <laughs> or a character who, after getting trapped in a cocaine warehouse explosion, had a complete freakout, attacked all his friends, and locked himself in a way in to detox. All Sell right, the that's first tough. one. Sell the first baby one. Killer. Right, baby. baby killer. So, Wait, baby. so is there, are we, we're voting to get rid of that one? You're, no, you're voting no, to keep baby, baby thrower. Okay, right. let's keep so baby killer. You just got rid of Captain America, Steve Rogers, who is an Irish-American. The other things I had him do um, are that he witnessed the suicide of Richard Nixon and the time uh, the, and he was there the time Ronald Reagan turned into snake, <laughs> and he stopped the asthma monster and re re rehabilitated him into being a children's swim coach. <laughs> All right, this next character will put a smiley face tumor in your brain. You, most of you will probably know that guy, or a character who. Um, a who was a, when he was a zombie sh was shredded alive by a teenage girl's chest. 
up for smiley face tumor, down for shredded alive by teenage girl's chest. All right, so we're tied. I'm gonna, which one is funnier? Oh, I'm gonna go with um, up. Okay, so I, I, we just got rid of Mellencamp, Seamus Mellencamp from the Acolytes. Other things he know he did was he was critically injured when a man blew himself up inside of him. And then um, he's really good as, according to Comic Vine, he fights with his own claws. As, as opposed to someone else's claws, I guess. Gone. Okay. Wow. All I right. Was gonna, I was gonna say, honey, the amount of times I had someone blow up inside of me. Yeah, that was multiple. Oh, blew gross. up inside of me. All right. Can we get rid of that one? Thumbs Stop down putting bombs up your ass. Right. Next one. This character has the ability to use the souls of innocent war victims to give themselves good luck, or someone who is voted most likely to cry at a movie. Um, I'm both, so it's weird. All right, I'm up. Okay, so we just got rid of, well, you'll be happy we got rid of this character, Ryan, because you hate him. Wolf Cub, Nicholas Gleason. He also likes Moonlit Nights and Dogs, which is very weird because he's a werewolf and he likes dogs. One of his two favorite things are dogs. That's very strange. And no character development. Continue. And he just it's likes weird. people who make fun of people. What a lame-ass <laughs> bitch. Okay, next we have um, a character who, um, who their ability uh, as, as the character says, is an electric whip, which will cut through you smoke folk like a straight razor through whipped cream. Or... <laughs> is that appropriate? <laughs> is that a slur? Yeah. I don't know. No, it was actually fighting someone who was smoke people. I saw the picture. Um, anyways, or someone who has the normal human strength of a boy who engages in minimal regular exercise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Unanimous. we just got rid of yeah. the, the, the Serpent Society's coach whip, Beatrix Keener, who also loves it when a man talks crude and is named <laughs> after a Mexican snake. I actually really like her after he reading it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we've got a character who, according to um, Comic, uh, Comic Vine, once again, the origin, you know, it says usually says mutant or like mutate or like gamma rays or some shit just says dirt. It's a character who's a mass of semi-sentient Irish soil. Or um, a character first portrayed as a stereotypical Irish ape person as an anti-Irish propaganda piece. Do you want dirt? Uh, okay. I say keep the dirt. All right, we, got, we just got rid of Banshee. No. Unimportant, unimportant Irish character no one ever thought about again. <laughs> Other things about him are he's an avid, 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 excuse me, country music aficionado and a skillful amateur piano player, they decided, they say. And in the X-Men swimsuit special, and everyone's being all sexy and hot, he and his daughter are partially clothed singing karaoke. All right. Next <laughs> characters are... Uh, a character whose quote unquote only limitation is their ignorance of the 31st century. Or after slaughtering everyone in the country of Slorenia, he's entrapped there for eternity alone. Trapped alone in a town or uh, ignorant of the 31st century. I think it's split. I'll choose. Oh, fuck. I'll choose. I'll, I'll be up. Okay. We just got rid of Blood Wraith, Sean Dolan, who was kind of the helper monkey of, um, of Black Knight. Other things he did, he, he's an amateur swordsman with no special abilities before he got this power. And he just murdered a bunch of robbers named the Plug Uglies. 
because the Edley Blade <laughs> Blade told them to. I right. did a few of those. Been called that once or twice in my life. Two more until we're on the round <laughs> two. All right. Oh, I almost said the person's name again. All right. Has a repressed naked Santa memory from childhood. Okay. Repressed naked Santa memory or got stuck into a man's skull shortly after killing a squid child. All right. So we're tied. Okay. We don't want to use more. Um, okay. I'll go down. We just got rid of Ant-Man, Eric O'Grady, the dick Ant-Man. Oh, no, I love him. Oh, he's great. Um, anyways, he described himself as a one-inch coward. <laughs> wow. can... Okay. And there's a penis joke somewhere in there. I've been called that um, once or twice in my uh, life before. <laughs> no, you haven't. Never. And uh, now he's a quasi-villain, his robot duplicate. All right. Okay. We're down to eight. All right, wait, before we continue, I just want to say, I didn't realize that Irish representation in comics would be so bad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. Garbage. Here's the thing. I struggle to find any. Marvel Comics has a billion characters, and half these characters, uh, maybe like eight of them, went, not even, a little less, I just went by the name of the person. I was like, oh, Keener, that's an Irish last name. I literally was Googling everyone's last names to see whether there's an Irish name or not. I almost had Miguel o- 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 um, shit, what? O'Hara. Uh, O'Hara. In 2099. But I had he him to the very end. When it, no, no, no. It turns out that the, his, that's his stepfather. That's not his real father. Oh, that's so I was right. like, Fuck, right. I need to take this out. I was upset. Oh, okay. The one character I forgot to mention, which I will say now, this is the, the pause, is... um. The first character who ever said Logan uh, Wolverine's name was an, was an Irish leprechaun named Porrick, P-A-D-R-I-A-C. And, um, A classic. Wolverine, yep. It, so, yeah, that's, that's how we first find out Wolverine's name is because a, a leprechaun tells it to us. And then Wolverine said he doesn't right, believe in leprechauns. And the leprechaun says, well, maybe I don't believe in talking. Let's, let's power through. Yeah. And then just flicks him off. Okay. Eight more. Almost said the name again. All right, remember, remember the dazzler, the dazzler, amazing grace situation. This character also, this character also carried a not baby to term. I think we've gone where this is going. Oh. All right. and then the other one, the other one, the the throwing a baby off a building character. Also, um, when dealing with an ex, current ex now, slapped her on the ass and says, "Why don't you slip into something barely legal?" Do, do you want to? Uh, oh god uh let me see which the third one's better oh god i don't know all right i have a few questions as to why why i haven't heard about a single potato famine in all of these facts you know what i mean if we gone through banshee I didn't even read the rest of I know. Um, I purposely let, left out all the IRA stuff that any any character that like actually was Irish has a crazy IRA backstory where everyone got blown up and everyone's dead. Um, it's awful. Uh, anyways, uh, we just killed off Daredevil. I <laughs> just killed them off. Yeah, Matt Matt Murdock, <clears throat> Irish American. Um, the other one was he regularly uses an alias as his fake twin brother who was later turned real. All right. <clears throat> Number two, this is smiley face brain person. So anyways, <clears throat> it turns out that there's a, um, a rapper named MC Chris who sings a song called Nerd Girl. I'm not going to rap it like that car- that person does, but this is the line. She's more like a wa- wa- walk, excuse me, 
She's more like a wallflower, like the one that Stryker sniped in like this character blank. When I'm when I'm with her, because I think I'm her type. So that's the rap about this character that I'm not rapping. All right. Yeah. This other one. This is the one with the innocent war victims. Um, good luck one. Um, is ranked by Screen Ranch and CBR as one of the superheroes Marvel wants you to forget. Yeah. <laughs> to keep going. All right. We just got rid of Elixir. Josh Foley, who had a rap about him and, I love him. and Wallflower being murdered. I didn't know Elixir was Irish. That's one of the ones where his last name's Irish. I'm just fucking like shoving in Foley. Oh, sure. Okay. He's Irish. Whatever. All right. Anyways. All right. Now we have. This is um, Minimal Exercise Boy. After turning into water and going down the drain, none of his team cared to look for him. <laughs> or uh, this is this is semi-sentient dirt. Uh, um, uh, is a member of the Irish <laughs> Avengers-esque team, the Kinsmen. So we got sentient dirt Kinsmen or Minimum Exercise Drain character. We got two, we got two thumbs up. We got three thumbs up, one thumb. Okay, so. We just got rid of, luckily we got rid of Highlander because he is only in one issue and he's nobody. Anyways, they tried to pick up um, Banshee at some point and they said no and then they fought him and then he was dirt. Okay, this is um, Ignorance of the 31st Century. Clark, I thought you told us this would be faster than our shitty. I, told, I know, that's what I said. I said, no, no, I didn't. I said it was going to be, I still, I said it was still going to be 36 hours. Okay. Anyways, this is 31st century. All right. He also calls his spear his throwing stick and names it Slaughter. And then um, this is, the other one is bay, is the bay, squid, squid Child. Um, he also likes to kill the help, including cooks, chauffeurs, lawyers, and the police. Do you want to get a, a throwing? Uh, all right. We got down, 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 down. All right. We got rid of Cullen, which is, and is like the Irish hero of Irish heroes in actual Ireland, but they just like shoved him into the 31st century Guardians of the Galaxy for a little while, and it went as well as Oh, you yeah. Know. Yeah, as you know, I literally had to find characters that had one issue in order to find Irish characters. <laughs> or just <laughs> make up last names from characters. Hope for, the, hope for the best for characters. All right, we're down to four. <clears throat> and we've got... Okay, I'm saying anything. Not saying anything. Okay, now we have... Um, oh, I just mentioned the the the, the sword slaughter well this character is now the current own owner of the throwing stick slaughter this is also the um amazing grace um not baby situation and then we have the uh war victims uh, good luck character who is also so forgettable she was last seen in girls comics number two she's the owner of a superhero salon now you gotta make that money i'm with i'm with the lady oh fuck I just want this to go so wrong. So, um, all right, we just got rid of um, Siren. Sorry, Siren. <laughs> Siren, Teresa Cassidy. We just knocked her off, sadly. You own the hair salon? Formally. Formally. <laughs> all right, now we've got the um, the whole horrible water going down the drain, baby situation, uh, ba uh, boy with no exercise versus squid child killing the help. Um, so number one, uh, a magician who failed their alchemy exams, that is water, water boy. And then um, a character who got augmented powers and is now a complete plant man. Water boy or plant man? Up for water boy, down for plant man. All right. Plant man. 
<laughs> two left and we're done. All right. So we've already gone through them all. I've already said all of them. So we have Innocent War Victims, Good Luck. Um, we want to forget Superhero Salon Girl or Squid Killer, uh, Help Killer, Plant Man. Do we want Shamrock, Molly Fitzgerald, or Black Tom Cassidy? Black well, it's Tom. obviously going to be Black Tom Cassidy. All right. Well, winner's Black Tom Cassidy. Woo! Yes. What a great segue into comics. Because <laughs> yeah. he shows up in one of them. Yes, he does. All right. So for comics, we actually have quite a few to go through because we had some from last week. We're going to group them into two groups. First up is Reign of X. Uh, it's X-Factor number eight from last week. Written by Leah Williams, drawn by David Baldion. Sword number four, which came out this week by Al Ewing and Valerio Chitti. And also came in coming out this week was X-Force number 18 by Benjamin Percy and special guest artist Gary Brown. So instead of doing recaps for all these issues, I'm just going to ask y'all, uh, give me some quick hot takes uh, on these issues. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how each issue builds on the world that all the X writers, including Jonathan Hickman, are creating. And then just give me the, your best platforms <coughs> of each issue. Who'd like to go first? Adam? My, the only hot take I have is that uh, Black Tom Cassidy and Juggernaut are in love, right? Because I... Yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm into this. Just like sleeping, dreaming. I liked it. I mean, yeah, that was that was my hot take. <laughs> Gay love Super. and action comics, as always, Ryan. Totally agree. Um, uh, I think the the only disservice that X Force is doing now, they have some good characterization that they should have Black Tom Cassidy in more of a upfront role, and we should see more of him because I think his voice is correct, and he's. He's super entertaining, so I'd like to see a little bit more of that. And also, he's the most Irish person that we have ever met, apparently, and from our last won. thing. Since we <laughs> yeah. killed off all the, the bigger ones. Um, I think this was the best best issue the X-Force has had in probably the last year. I mean, it's been, what, 18 cool. issues now? So it's been a while since I really, not that I didn't like it, but I think this is very well done. Had the whole team together. Or not together, but apart. But at least they were all fucking there. Interesting. We still we had the another appearance of the Cyclops Wolverine. Like he comes in and the other guy licks it kind of situation. Yikes! <laughs> what? Anyway. Um, uh, so one really quick thing. Uh, just to add what Clark said about X Force, not the gross tumblet thing, but the. <laughs> The, the 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 world building of um, Sage revealing to Kid Omega and mm-hmm. to uh, one of the cuckoos about like how she and Beast have this like arrangement yes. that if anything happens like they don't go to get healed they just start over because they they both contain so much intel in their heads that they can't risk it. I love that yeah. so much. I think that was so smart, Brent. Uh, it really feels like Sword is trying to set up manifold to be one of the most important characters uh in issues to come and i'm here for it i love it i think he's yeah. his interactions are great i love the ominousness of uh space from his perspective uh i think it's really fun clark i'm back to hating hope again there was a period where i loved her and now i just despise her i just wanted i wanted everyone to punch her in the face she just wants to dance now. Uh, yeah, I, I did like, um, oh God, what's his name? The son of uh, Moira McTaggart. Uh, Proteus. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, when Proteus, Proteus really wanted to just hear some more music in his super Scottish brogue. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Juan Mar. Yeah. Um, 
I don't want to say anything, but X Factor is awful. So, the, the, I- the entire <laughs> battle happens, half the battle happens off screen, and then they go back, and there's it's just fucking stupid as shit. I'm sorry, awful. Um, I disagree a little bit. Like, I don't love X Factor, but I've come to peace with its limitations, and I try to just focus on the positive. It's just the way my mind is working right now. Um, I really like the characterization of Prodigy. Uh, I think um, um, I, I just like the mystery that's happening there of when he died or how he died. Like, I'm completely intrigued by it. Dokken and Aurora, I, I, I don't like it at all. I think it's terrible. The Eyeboy stuff is interesting just because I want to see where, like, his mutation is going. And I sort of like Northstar just telling Professor X to, like, pound sand when he asked him about, you know, get some details. So I like that there could be, like, some kind of, like, a little bit of friction that's happening uh, between the two. Could could the Prodigy stuff happen in a different book? Because that is the only thing that's even mildly interesting. I don't know which book it would be. The rest of it is is a waste of time. New mutants, maybe, but yeah, it's it's not necessary. I mean, that story is, but the the rest of the book is sort of meh, and I want it to be better. I'm still holding out for it. It it I think it's the hardest part for me is that the I I don't even know these characters that well, and the characterization is still just not there. Um, <laughs> Didn't so, you love when they were like, Rachel's dead. Oh yeah, Polaris is dead too. And like off screen, both of them died. And you're what, like, what it, the fuck it, is it this did nonsense? feel like it did feel like everything just keep keeps getting cycled. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, what are you talking? It was just very confusing. I think that's like usually the that's the problem with X Factor in general. There's so much stuff that's happening that doesn't feel earned or built out. And it, it's actually what Excalibur was, and I think Excalibur is anything much better um so i yeah i like i really want this to like settle in but they're not giving enough time to the character they're spending so much time on plot and it's it's frustrating to to watch all right uh let's just move on really quickly to uh three other books that are not in a reign of x eternals number three by kieran gillen uh, and isad ribic thor number 13 by donny cates and nick klein and then the first issue of Black Knight, Curse of the Ebony Blade, a new miniseries by uh, Cy Spurrier and Sergio uh, Davia, or Davila. Um, so just quick hot takes on the books and then give me your best and worst of each issue. Uh, I love, I really like Black Knight. I liked the King in Black tie-in that we read that kind of launched this miniseries. And I like the current one. It de- it feels like, um, fuck, I think I, I'm thinking of Miracle. Is it Mir- not Miracle Man? Um, Who's the Mr. Guy Miracle? No. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Miracle. Like the Mr. Miracle miniseries. Like I just like when there's like a little bit of sort of like irreverent takes on the like the Marvel universe and like there's that you know you get to see Thor and Captain Marvel all being like who the fuck is this guy? I just a lot of that interaction felt real and I just liked it a lot. I thought it was a good kickoff. Um, that was kind of that's my hot take from the week for these three books, Brent. Um, the I really liked the Black Knight. My it made me very anxious though because I was worried that I might sometimes be the friend who's the Black Knight that's just called on like, hey, can you make us dinner or something? Like, we don't really want to hang out. Um, I also like- Going to a mezcal bar. Did that ring any bells for you, Brad? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, can we, do you guys like want to hang out later? (laughs) Um, 
Uh, I do like uh, Adam, as you said, Miracle Man and Thor. That's really great. And then uh, <laughs> lastly, The Eternals is still complicated and confusing. And there's such a dense, rich history. I am, uh, with each extra issue, I am ever more curious how on earth they can possibly make that uh, consumable and digestible for a movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really, I think this is my favorite issue of Eternals thus far because there was not as much focus on Icarus. There was more on uh, Fina and Cersei. And I am living for those two. Their interaction, like Fina, like wanting to basically, you know, hook up with the Deviants. Like what an interesting aspect of her personality and like how in the past, like that kind of bitter in the ass metaphorically, uh, like you had that, you know, basically her fuck boy coming into like, steal the life essence i thought that was really good world building clark i love that um she's being such a pain in the ass athena like you know fucking all of the oh god I just lost her name you just like said deviant but she's going around sleeping with how many humans and speaking of the black knight there's one of them uh Cersei, and, yeah yeah and the black knight is I, I really love this 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 issue was great i love the fact that i didn't really think of the fact that like Thor and he are so like opposite sides of the same coin. Like Thor can't pick his like sword of you know fucking darkness. Where if you don't have any darkness in your soul, you can't pick it up. Versus you know the uh, Mjolnir, and you have to be fucking worthy. I think it's absolutely great. Um, He's Black Knight is such a like off off kilter douche, but like nice idiot freak. I don't know. I love him. I do love the fact that he's supposed to have a meeting with someone about Camelot and it's someone who just doesn't believe in it. The exact opposite person of who he's supposed to talk to is just hilarious. And then Eternals, yeah, as I said, was this is probably the best issue. And then Thor, I do love a gangs all here kind of situation which I thought worked really well in this case. I'd love Bat, the ghost dog of Dr. Strange, just seeing Loki and just starts cursing wildly at him. Uh, that, that, was, that was great. One little panel of just constant curse words from a puppy is awesome. Ryan, you wanted to say something? Just that Cena loves to not only deviant fuck, but like find the most goblin-y ones in the bunch and be like, okay, they're right. Like, it just crazy-looking ones is what she chooses. And I, I'm here for it. Get into it, Athena. Jalen, take um, us out. I, I love the uh, culmination of the uh, issue of Thor with him going into the Destroyer's body, because I didn't expect yes. it. But it was completely in character of the character, but also in character of, or in, in line with the plot. Uh, but I also want to know, Adam... How many times did you jerk off to Daddy Odin in his armor? Uh, you know, because yes, I'm not gonna say what I did in the shower today, but I'm also gonna say what I didn't do in the shower today. And I'll leave. how do you, I guess how, what you didn't do? He's fucking hot as hell. I mean, it, the beard's too long, but he's hot as fuck. I'm sorry, I, Adam. How do you go into a shower and get dirtier? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Adam, how about when um, Doctor Strange showed up and was surprised at how many bears there were? <laughs> <laughs> that was great very happy hour well, uh, the one thing I have to ask panel, is, for sure do we it's think Thana's child who's a human doesn't exist anymore I hope no, I don't know I don't I know, know who that is <laughs> and we're at uh, <laughs> yep alright so that's been the comics and our issue this week Brent do you want to take us out 
Yeah. Uh, so you can find us on Twitter at Homo Superior. You can find us on Instagram at uh, Homo Superior X. Uh, you can be sure to check out our uh, most recent uh, extra issue, or it's our Class X on U.S. Agent, which helps you get the kind of backstory for the character who will make his first appearance in the MCU in uh, what will be today's, if you're listening to it, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier debut. Uh, we've been Homo Superior, the place to hear people poorly describe inherently visual gala looks. Bye. <laughs> Bye.